Welcome to another episode of Ask Jason Live. This is a live Q&A show that we do uh, every single week. Um, we're just fielding questions. Megan is my amazing co-host where she just uh, picks questions, fields them to me. And if you have any questions, put them in the comments below or um, send them in. And uh, let's get to it. Okay. Hi, Megan. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. All right. Let's see what questions we have. Um, okay. Our first question is from Jesse. All right. I started an agency and I want to market it. Do you think starting a podcast is a good way to do that? It's a way. Um, a good way. I mean, that's that's a vague question. Quality of the questions will determine the quality of the answers here. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a way to do it. It's a slow way. I don't think you'll. I don't think it's like one of those things. It's like, hey, if I need to grow and I need to get clients uh, tomorrow or today, should I start a podcast in order to do it? It's a great way to do it if you if you have a strategy in place and you're playing a longer uh, tail approach. So, for example, supposing I have an agency for ecom. Um, for e-com clients, what I would do is I would find my dream 100. So my, my ideal clients that I'd want, that I'd want, that I'd want to serve, that I'd want to hire me. Um, realistic, right? Like don't put Nike on there, but pick like realistic brands that you want to work with. And what I would do is I'd reach out to the CMO or the founder or whatever it is and tell them you have an amazing podcast. Um, you It's about e-commerce. You talk about e-commerce growth. You've been a fan of the brand for a while and you want to chat with them. See, the reason why we do that is a lot of these brands get pitched over and over and over and over again from different agencies trying to run their marketing and you won't even get through. But if you say, hey, I want to interview you, then all of a sudden you're a different, you're coming in from a different angle and you jump on a call, you build that relationship, you jump on Zoom, you start filming, you do a podcast, you get to know their business a little bit more. You get to show that you're an expert by chiming in. And, and providing value as well. And then you start that relationship off the right way. So the next time I email um, Todd, the founder of XY Clothing, it's now coming past the gatekeeper and it's now coming from a place of a relationship where, you know, after the after the podcast, it's going to say, you know, like I run an agency, I've been a big fan of your brand for a while. Kudos to you. Amazing job on what you've been doing. Um, you know, just a big fan. And you, even if you just end it there, no call to action, he at least now knows what you do um, and you're starting the relationship up right. And then I'd follow up with an email saying, thank you so much for being a guest. Then I would send what's called the shock and awe box. I'd send a box in the mail to them filled with testimonials, um, you know, little goodies that make you an authority or an expert results uh, that you've been getting your clients. And that's how I'd start building a relationship and be like, hey, look, uh, you came on and even more so after this podcast, I became an even bigger fan of your of your of your brand. And I truly believe we could add value. Uh, would you be open to us taking a look at your account? And that's how you start building a relationship. So like I said, podcast is a great way to do it because you cut through the gatekeeper, but it's a longer tail approach. Okay. Uh, right. Next question. I have trouble pricing myself because some tasks take a short time and I don't know what to charge. Do I char charge per hour or per project? And that's from Natalie. 
you have a tough time charging and you don't know how to charge when you do things in a short time um should you charge for hour uh look i'm not a big fan of the hourly charging because at the end of the day you charge for the result you're getting them that's it i'm being like you go to a dentist and you don't care that the root canal takes three minutes or six and a half hours like i mean you do care you want to be out in th in three minutes right you don't want to sit in that chair for six six and a half hours so but you don't sit there and you don't care that you're paying and you're sitting there saying oh, i'm paying this amount it was only three minutes because you're not paying for the three minutes what I want everyone to understand is when you hire somebody, when you hire me, when you hire an expert, when you hire a plumber, when you hire a lawyer, when you hire all this, you're not hiring for the moment that they got there. They're, you're hiring for their expertise and years they've spent building up that expertise. It's that backlog of what they've accomplished and what they've been able to do. That's what they're charging for. They're charging for the past that made them the expert as well inside there. So, But at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter people pay for results. So you could charge $100,000 if you're solving, you know, $1 million problem. People will gladly pay you $100,000 to make them a million dollars. So the price doesn't really matter. It's how big of the problem, how big of a problem are you solving? What's that, what's that worth to the people you're charging? And if you're having a hard time selling, you know, $3,000 services, um, you know, to someone, then you're just not finding the problem that's big enough for that person for you to charge the 3000 Because if their problem that you're going to solve is a $100,000 problem, they should gladly pay you $3,000. And if you're a brand listening to this, you should gladly pay anyone who's going to solve your problem, a $100,000 problem, you should gladly pay them $3,000. Um, so yeah, so I don't think it matters based off that. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't charge by time. I I find I charge for the result that you're trying to you're trying to get the people or the problem that you're trying to solve. And in terms of doing it fast, that doesn't play into anything. I mean, whether an ad takes us um, you know, uh two days to build or or an hour to build is irrelevant to how we bill our clients in the same way. If you hire me for coaching and I'm able to fix a big problem of yours in a five minute call, does that mean you should pay less because it wasn't a, you know, a four hour problem that I was able to solve? You're paying for the fact that I know how to solve a problem in five minutes and not four hours. Um, and you should be happy about that. Okay. Okay. This one is from John. Uh, John asks, what's something you learned in the last three months that will change your business? Definitely something around mindset for sure. Cause that's the rabbit hole I've been on for, you know, this for the last, for the last five months, four months. Um, I'd say probably um, how you talk to yourself matters a lot. The words you use matter, matter a lot how you frame certain situations matter. So like just the way of thinking, um, be conscious of the words you're using and especially how you talk about yourself. Uh, I did a post about this the other day that if you cared as much as, if you cared about the words you use when you talk about yourself um, to yourself and about yourself as you did about random strangers on the internet caring about what you say, um, you'd be you'd be way far ahead uh way further ahead i should say uh so i think that's that's probably you know 
that's still something I'm practicing and learning that it's it, that it's that the words matter and goals. Do you have a big goal? And if you don't, that could probably be a reason why you're not moving forward because you don't have something you're moving towards. Um, you know, I've seen this a lot. That's something that happened with me recently. Uh, you know this because you have context into my life and and know that I pay um, very handsomely for 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 coaching. Um, and one of the things that we we went over is, you know, in certain area, I felt I was looping. I felt I was, um, you know, just not moving forward as fast as I thought. And we went through goals and I'm like, yeah, so I'm doing this so I could do X, Y, Z. And I named, I named my goals and he's like, but you could do all those already. And when you start reflecting on it, you're like, yeah, I, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And it's no wonder why you're not moving forward because you already hit the goals and the targets that you first had for yourself in the first place. So if you don't recalibrate and think of something bigger to move you forward, then your brain will just get confused because it's like, you're telling me that you want this, but you already have it. So I don't understand, you know, AI is very, very popular right now, chat GPT. So it's the prompts, right? The prompts matter. So if you don't input the right prompt, then the quality of the answer is going to suck. So if you don't input the right goal and you're telling yourself and you're telling your brain something that you already have, then it doesn't know how to compute that. And it's just going to stay confused. And that's why a lot of times people stay confused. So, um, you know, just how the mind works and and the ability to be cognizant on, on how I use my words and, and my thoughts and what I input into my, into my brain from external forces and from internal uh, forces, what I input into my mind. Um, that's probably the biggest lesson that I've really, I've really honed in on in the last three months for sure. Okay. All right. Okay. What's more important marketing or sales, the ad or the website? And that question is from Ben. Uh, they're, they're both important. One comes before the other though. Right. So I've had fights with 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 people who who are sales trainers about this all the time, because I say uh, marketing matters most. And they're like, no, sales matter most. Mm -hmm. I'm like, OK, well, how are you getting in sale? Like, well, you have to get in front of people. I'm like, ah, oh, there you go. So that's marketing because you don't have <laughs> if you don't get in front of anybody, you have nothing to sell them. So marketing is the first step in all this. So the marketing cycle precedes the sales cycle. I, you have to get in front of people. And now what everyone assumes of that is you're telling me Facebook advertising is more important than sales. No, that's one channel of, of marketing, but I'm telling you that the idea of getting in front of people is the most important part because without it, you don't have a business case in point, all the brands during COVID when things dried up and they pulled their ad spend back, sales dried up and they weren't going anywhere versus the brands we worked with. And when they tripled their ad spend and got in front of more people, their sales went up. The more people you get in front of, the more opportunity you have to make sales. So I, I, it's not saying that marketing is way more important than sales, but it is what comes first. So I'd focus on that because you could be the best salesperson in the world, but if you're talking to nobody, it doesn't really matter. Flip side is if you get in front of a million people and you're a horrible salesperson, your numbers are more towards your favor um, of at least closing one, right? Like you could be the worst salesperson. You could, you could luckily land on a closed deal if you get in front of the right people. So um, both matter, both are important. The ad or the website, I mean, 
the ad is what drives them to the website. At the end of the day, the website has to do its job and close the people. So the ad's the important part in getting to sell the click, right? People have to understand that marketing isn't sales. Marketing's job is to sell the opportunity, to sell the click to the website. It's everything else that after that matters. And we live in an age where people get so tied up. How come my Facebook ads aren't making money? Truth is, like, if you think about it, and I'm going to be very, you know, say something controversial here is that it's not a sales platform. And yes, I know it should be making money and I look at it and I, and I want to make money off of it. I look at it that way, but if everything else is tied up perfectly, then it's great. If I have the most brilliant marketing, but my website sucks and no one converts, it doesn't matter how good I was at marketing. It's just not going to work. So, um, I would lean more towards marketing over sales on that side of, of what's more important, but they're equally, equally very, very important. Just one comes before the other. Yeah. And rant. And <laughs> the ramble there. Okay. All right. So we have a question from Stephanie. Uh, what's something in business that's so easy to get once you get it, but very hard to put into place? Oh, good question. Um, two things come to mind. One is um, that investing in growth is super important. If you think about it, like everyone sits there and says, ah, yeah, obviously you have to invest money in order to grow your business. And then when I come to ask you for money to invest in your business, everyone sits there and says, no, 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 I can't do that. Or I don't have it or I don't do it. So it's one of those things that's easier said than done, which I, I never understood because everyone understands that basic principle. I've never met someone who sat there and said, no, I don't need to invest in my business in order to grow it. But all those people never invest in their business in order to grow it. So it's kind of a little bit, it's a little, it's, it's a little weird. No, like I'm going to, like, you need to invest in your business to grow it. I believe that, but I'm not going to invest in my business to grow it. So, um, so that's, so that's, that's a big one. Um, but the one, another one that comes to mind is that, that compounding is, is a magical force in your business. And what I mean by that is everyone wants to grow their business. Everyone wants to get better, but they want to go all in on one thing. But if you just got 10% better in different areas from awareness to lead generation, to conversion, to buy, to price to buying frequency, if you just got incrementally better in those areas, you have a compounding growth that goes on and on and on that just multiplies over time versus sitting there saying, oh, I'm just going to focus on this one area and go all in and get 100% better. 100% better in something is very hard, but it's very easy to get 10% better in a lot of different areas. And if you get 10% better in a lot of different areas, it will lead to a bigger growth than you getting 100% better in, in one area. If you just keep trying to get 10% better, 10% better, 1% better on yourself every single day has a huge, huge compounding effect. So uh, I think if I told you double your business, you sit there and say, that's hard. But if I said, get 10% better in all these different areas, you could say that's easy. So once you get it, I think that's a, that's a perfect example of something that's easy to understand um, mm -hmm. once you get it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, okay. Okay, so now it's time for my question. Favorite time. Question. Best one. Best time. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. What is the most important thing 
um, to keep in mind when you're going to create a marketing strategy? Uh, good question, Megan. The most important part is actually, let me stop for a second. What do you think is the most important part? Are you, let me throw you under the bus here for a second. What do you think <laughs> the most important part is? Um, I mean, I would say probably just knowing your audience, you know, uh, I feel like that's very important. Yep. Yeah. I think that plays into to what uh, to what I was going to say is that uh, know what your goal is. Hmm. If you know know your strategy, that's the most important part of marketing. Thing it's it you know you can know your audience knowing your audience is part of your goal, but that comes from that comes from knowing knowing your goal and knowing what result you want. Um, okay. You know before you spend a dollar on on any ad or any marketing strategy have an end result what does it look like what's what what's winning what does winning look like what what's the strategy involved here uh because otherwise it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole of is this working is this not working goes back to even what i just said before about you know the most important thing i learned for myself and that can propel the business is is have a goal is, is you need you need some sort of direction otherwise you're like that I've said this many times. You're like the cat, like the cat in Alice in Wonderland, where Alice sits and says, like, you know, what direction should I go? And the cat says, What uh what direction do you want to go in? Alice says, you know, I don't care. And the cat says, Well, then doesn't matter which direction you choose. <laughs> right. So I think a lot of times brands sit there and go into marketing without that. And then they just spin around. They're like, no, that's not the result I was looking for. Well, what result were you looking for? I don't know, not that. And I don't know, not that isn't, I want that. Not knowing, mm -hmm. knowing what you don't want is good, but knowing what you want is better. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that answer. <laughs> I like that question. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, that looks like that's all of our questions for this episode. Awesome. Well, see you guys next, uh, next week. Yeah. Next week. We could, yeah, I think we're good next week. Next week we're, we're, we're back. Um, thank you, Megan, as always. And um, see you guys all next week. Submit your questions. Let me know. Yep. Bye.